Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> I have a right mind to start the show when you just have chocolate in your mouth. <laughs> Where's my pad? I don't know where it is. What are you doing with that? Oh, God. It's right here behind the thing. We're starting the show. Y'all, this is Reality Games. Poodle's high on chocolate. <laughs> He's not even sat down. He doesn't know where the fuck I'm he fine. is. I'm fine. Oh, if you're watching the intimate portrait, he's got crazy eyes. <laughs> he keeps eating chocolate. No more chocolate. <laughs> Turn off timey. <laughs> Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To it's reality let's love he's fucking crazy today wow golly i feel like i need prep for this podcast episode (laughs) because i don't know where what send yeah the video's got sent yeah i've seen it all it's like my third packet of these, or more like fourth. I wonder if any boys are talking to me. I'll, I'm going to throw your phone across the room <laughs> if you pick it up. This is Season, Happily Ever After, Season 7, Episode 10, Part 2. Give me just visible sugar. God. You're you're just gonna black out tonight around nine p.m. with just chocolate I said, all over your face. It's and gonna l- one of two things is gonna happen. I'm gonna be soothed to sleep by chewing on a dick, <laughs> or I'm gonna be so I'll have a combination of alcohol and and chocolate, and one will win out. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so much Halloween candy today, and I don't allow myself to have it. And did you have some last night? Yes. Did you sleep well or is it no. fit, it was fitful? No. You are always Didn't fitful sleep when well you sleep. last night. I'm sorry. Sometimes I sleep well. You don't look it. You don't you don't look like you're tired. You don't. I want to scratch your eyes out. No, right I now. gave you a compliment. <laughs> no, I generally just want to scratch your eyes out all the time. 
Y'all, I'm wearing. If your wife you is watching the you have one of those faces. If you're watching the intimate porn, I'm wearing our Clinique Foundation, which is our sponsor right now. That's a, so that's my skin on my skin. I, I thought you looked a little up. womanly. Thank you, thank you. Look that drink, it's strong, y'all. KKC, she's doing a live show on December 3rd. <laughs> we're just going right into announcements. Yeah, we, well, we're going to be there on December 3rd. Uh, we're going to do a little bit with her. Also, some of you are asking, I am going to reach out to them, but I have had it, or I've had it. I've had it. I've had it with uh, Pumps and Jennifer, Angie Pumps and Jennifer Welch. I'm going to reach out to them, but we are going to do a collab with them. I'm going to re- schedule that probably sometime in maybe November. We've got some good collabs Mid-November, coming November, I in think. November. Yeah. We have some collabs. We are going to do, we're doing So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey again. I think that might be the first time. I know I've been on his show. It's a f- I, we did sh- one together, I thought. Did we? I feel like we Maybe did. Maybe a segment. I'm worried, though, because you're in a whole new era of him uh, after your last conversation, and I'm worried you're going to hit on him in our show. Uh, I can't promise that. He said really suggestive things on Twitter to me. Ugh, I need screenshots of that for proof i don't believe you <laughs> oh it happened i i want to see that and you should see the dms i don't want to see that but i do want to see the screenshots of public use in front okay all right um also y'all nikki levy don't tell my mother her podcast is actually a live theatrical show as well i'm gonna be guessing on that a live I, theatrical show <laughs> i think She's requested we still talk about, but I think I probably will be talking about Liz Claiborne shoes. Yes. That's going to be on uh, Saturday, November 9th at Dynasty Typewriter. It's a matinee at 3 p.m. in Los Angeles. There's a whole lineup. Yep. Go to our link tree. <laughs> there is with people I don't know. Uh, there's a link tree link in uh, or that our link tree. I'm putting those links on it so y'all can go to our link tree and buy the tickets for those shows. Kate Casey's is at the Improv here in Los yes, Angeles. Hollywood yeah. Improv. Hollywood Improv. Let's be honest. We love Kate Casey, but we also agreed because it's close. I. That's one of the best things about it. When she said it's at the Improv, and I was like, oh, Jake will Sold. be there. Jake will be there. Sold. And the drinks are strong at the Improv. Very. Okay. It's a comedy club. They have to be. Y'all, we're having... <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, y'all, we had our watching chat today. You missed it. It was two days ago. Sorry. Oh. Started to bring it up. Wait, no. This is part two. This aired on, this airs on Monday night. It was one day ago. You know our YouTube Live. What did I say? Watch and chat. Oh, I meant YouTube Live. Yeah, our YouTube Live. Our watch and chat. You're though, already confused. This is going to be real good. Our watch and chat. I'm going to talk about this more probably in the second part of the after the commercial. But y'all, we're going to do a watch and chat of one of my favorite, uh, a seminal. Is that the word? Seminal vesicle film. A, a sim, well, for me, a seminal film. Uh, a seminal. A seminal film. A seminal film. Of, of, of my gay identity is Sorted Lives, <laughs> which it starts with us a seminal. I just got that. <sighs> That's my life. Hey, there was something you didn't get on, the, uh, on our YouTube Live. It took well, now, like five I, now I'm coked up on yeah, chocolate. Golly, you, went, you were going down I'm and getting okay. kind of normal, and now you're just wee. <laughs> Oh, that's you right now. Yeah, I'm going to be fine. So um, I got this idea, see? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing that uh, watch and chat via Discord. It's going to be – you've got to be a member of our Facebook group for that because really because they know how – because if you don't know how to do it, someone else in the Facebook group can explain it to it. you. Yeah. Don't Instagram message me. 
I don't know how. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you through it. There'll before be a you. there'll be a post in our Facebook group about it. Sissy um, Squad in the Sissy Squad. We have fun in there and uh, almost ten thousand members strong. So join the Facebook group if you haven't, and we'll put it at the end. Then it will start. Discord is its own separate app. Discord is not an app in <laughs> Facebook, and you just look at your computer and say. You're going to be the Discord. You're going to have a real good time with yeah, this. Uh-oh, I, y'all. I, I, did, I used to do these. Um, y'all, remember, before you reach out and you have a question. Maybe we have a sissy who will volunteer as my, as my, no, my Discord. No, no, no. A Discord no, debutante. No, Can I have a Discord debutante? You're, you're going to volunteer. You're going you're gonna to actively, you're going to let them figure it out themselves. You can volunteer. And anytime I have somebody that messages me, I'll say, you need to contact my Discord debutante. What? Uh, uh, someone who, my volunteer. I thought you debutante. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah, I thought you said P like deputy. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that better. Discord deputy. I like that. That makes better sense. And I can put a star on their chest. Ding! Anyway, um, we're going to watch. It's on Hulu, so we're very excited. The movie's going to start at 5.05 sharp. Oh, you're doing sharp? Well, 505 sharp. Mm-hmm. We all get together at 5, and then at 505, we all press play together. So don't jump in and say, I started the movie. I'm on this part. You'll be behind. You'll be ahead. <laughs> You'll spoil people. That's part of the fun. People say, what I miss? They're yeah. like, half the movie. When you fi- You're going to find out about <laughs> Wardale's fake leg before the rest of us do. Yeah, people, people <laughs> the best is the best thing about your chat. So like, time code? Time, yeah, <laughs> There's always know. some bitch. <laughs> Time. I'm gonna make my Discord deputy the one that that refers to the time code. I time. like that. We should have done that with you. You should have had a Discord deputy. I didn't want to do that to anyone. Honestly. I don't mind. I don't mind. We're only doing this like once. It's just a one-off. Don't expect it to happen every. Uh, we we did it when the pandemic was in full swing, when no one was leaving their house. Now Poodle's getting dicked down on Saturday night, and let's be honest, I'm <laughs> sitting alone watching a comic book movie in a theater. <laughs> You know, anyway, that's, you know, there is big news in the comic book corner this week. Okay, tell big us. Big news. Tell us. Is, uh, it, is it that big or will I consider it's it? It's comic corner. No, you can't, you can't take the same thing. Well, if you, you never. You need to rewrite. You, don't, you need to come up with a theme of it, your own. If you don't write a theme and perform it so I can the, drop it the in the theme, episode. The theme has already been I wanted cited. it on the piano. I wanted you to play. You never did what I wanted. I just wanted to support you your just, corner. Okay, you can't, but you can't take <sighs> my trope. Of it. Well, it's a big deal that. Okay, go ahead with your comic book. The corner. movie Black Adam came out, with, I, which was the, the. A lot of people don't. The, I saw the movie. It the movie is fine. If you're a comic book nerd, it's not a great movie. Yeah. Because it's like they threw in everything but the kitchen sink. But David Zanuck of Discovery Warner Brothers doesn't fucking care because it was the highest grossing um, uh, premiere they've had of any DC comic book yeah. movie in a long well, time. Well, people love The Rock too, and people fucking love The Rock. And yeah. The Rock is made for the role, right? And The Rock wanted the role. He's been working on this film for like 15 years. Well, the big thing that came out is at the end is Henry Cavill did a did a cameo as Superman. Oh, and, and that and what the, <laughs> which he is. Don't get me started on that. If y'all want to talk to me about how Zack Snyder killed Superman, I will gladly tell you why he did a disservice to that hero. But 
The turn comes I'm just right glazing out. over. That's what I do. And you're put, and I just kind of say yes and act interested. <laughs> Welcome to what I do. And so, um, but they, uh, turns come to find out. The Rock was one of the reasons why they kept Henry. They didn't want to bring Henry Cavill back as Superman. And The Rock said, not doing it if we don't bring Henry Cavill back as Superman. Wow. So that is why. And so Henry Cavill was on Instagram and he even tweeted. He said, I'm excited for a joyful Superman, which people feel like is bringing back more of a Christopher Reeve era of Superman. Who's, which a lot of people are excited about. Who are we about. directing it? We don't know. We don't know who how Superman is coming back. There are rumors that which I'm actually I actually would like this. There are rumors that there is going to be a Trinity film. The Trinity arc is a big thing. One of the best. It's had, but one of the better Trinity com- the Drag Queen. Trinity the Drag. One of the <laughs> I wish one of the best comic book runs is it's Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and that's a Trinity book of kind of how they are doing. But anyway, if they make a Trinity movie, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Because there's a lot of great stories you can take from that. Batman at a whole different thing, we don't, though. So here's another. This is part of Comic Book Corner. It's like, what are they going to do with Ezra Miller? Because this guy is beyond. I say the word problematic. No, he's assaulted people. Well, like, and he was thinking about starting his own cult in New England. Yeah, like Ezra Miller needs to not be the Flash. But the thing is, is they made this movie Flashpoint, and if you don't know anything about comic book nerd stuff, but Flashpoint basically, in the 70s and 60s and 70s, uh, the comics got so convoluted, and and it was so confusing. Flashpoint basically kind of rewrites history and kind of, so they're thinking that Flashpoint is what combines all the different fucking Batmans. Michael Keaton was going to be in it. Uh, Ben Affleck. Um, Robert Pattinson. They were going to kind of like because they're like, well, if they do a Trinity movie, what Batman? Are George they Clooney. George, probably not George. George Clooney. Not George Clooney. <laughs> so now they probably not Val Kilmer. Now they've made this movie and spent all this movie, and it's in the can, and they're in post in this movie, and now they're like, how do we get rid of Ezra Miller as the Flash? Because they're not going to do what they did in Batgirl and just get rid of the movie and count it as a loss. It's too big of a loss. So we don't know, but the good news is Henry Cavill's back as super. I think he's a great Superman, and I'm excited under new direction. And that's Maddie's comic corner. <laughs> you will not take my style. <laughs> you know what? If you write a theme, if you write it on the, I wanted you to write it on the piano. I was going to do sound effects. I really wanted a good Broadway theme. I just want to support you. I'm imagining grabbing your face <laughs> and pulling it off right now. That's how. How coked up I am on chocolate right now. If you've ever been with someone who's done a lot of coke, there's like, I have the best idea. And y'all, whatever, if you've been with someone who's done a lot of coke, whatever they say after I have the best idea is going to be cuckoo crazy. And they're going to think it's the best idea they've ever heard. Yeah, (laughs) they are. (laughs) You're like that without coke. I know. Yeah. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about the show. All right. Kim and Usman. Kim and Usman. All right. So, speaking of getting coked out on... Usman's just eating sugar cane. Is that what it was? Yeah, he was eating sugar cane. Okay, I didn't know what that was. Felt phallic to me. I like it. He's like, I got you this. She's like, no. (laughs) No. I don't need sugar. I just need your kisses. Oh, so y'all, let's just revisit what happened we had um, the whole situation last week with the mother and uh, Farouk 
and Muhammad rejecting her as a possible wife. Definitely a first wife. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they said she could be the second wife, a potential second the wife. A potential second wife. Usman is still saying again, he starts the episode and says, the reality is if I'm the one to stay in the relationship, I'm the one who will sacrifice the most. Yes. He lives in his Fuck own off. world. Fuck off. He still thinks that he's the biggest star in the world. He's also honestly like he's cutish, but to me he looks like great value usher. <laughs> like he's not that cute. I know he's I got agree. his yammy yammy, but he's not that hot. I he think acts like he's fucking Jamal. I I agree, but she he knows he knows she is. he knows that she thinks that he is a real prize. Say that again. <laughs> he knows that she knows. He knows that she thinks he's a real prize. You're so coked out. You're saying this and your eyes are just spitting. Oh yeah, I've had so much chocolate. Great. I'm glad you completely have just Again, ruined. I'm trying to think of ways to hurt you. You know, right I now. just want to have a quality show for people. That's not impossible. But the show's never been quality. Also <laughs> fair. I don't think that's ever been our checklist. No. So Kimberly says, Kimberly says, she's like, when I establish boundaries, she says he gets it. I kind of agree with her. This. She said, when I establish a boundary, he gets offended now. And I wrote, you're right. You, I, I want to say, though, her boundaries absurd. Right. And ridiculous. And, but he does. He shall say and he agrees to them. I I agree. So I understand her thinking. She's completely irrational and not not irrational. She's completely just this is rash, not reality at all. Also someone who's trying to create boundaries in a culture that is patriarchal. Agree like yes. Now, it's Kim versus Nigerian culture. Right. And so, we even see in Love is Blind this is a big deal like this is starting to come up in Love is Blind with with SK and Raven. And but I, what I want to say is, it's okay to say I have these. She she keeps trying to use term like I'm establishing a boundary. The thing here, the thing the thing what she's realizing is she is not strict with her boundaries. She will she will adhere to them and then let them go. Well, she the yeah she uh yeah she lets them go or there's also no um well she's codependent so there's no when right. Usman breaks a boundary she gets angry but then she completely just rolls over and and also technically this boundary is is a boundary she set with her and Usman it's Usman's mom that is moving she exactly. has no boundaries with like she has no, no there's no relationship relationship with her uh, but i just want to say it is a very western thing to say i've set a boundary into the culture you're coming into yeah. it shows an ignorance i want to even say more that's a very american thing to say yeah. i've set a boundary yeah i don't know a lot of canadians that are showed up and go in nigeria and saying well i set a boundary eh well, I think when I say Western, I but yeah, mean, I know what you mean. I, I just, mean uh, something Western in the way that not taking into account someone else's culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I say American because it's Kimberly is even not as bad as Baby Girl Lisa, but it's still perpetuating this idea of like I'm an American woman. I will not be told what to you know. Right. I and it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying one or which of us is right. I'm saying where she is, the reality of where she is, she's not seeing reality. No. And saying a phrase like, I'm setting a boundary, 
doesn't mean shit to the. It might. It doesn't to Usman because they're not it, speaking the same it language. It might to him, but it doesn't matter because it's not even about him. No. It's his family. No. By the way, because we talked about this on a paid show, or we talked about it maybe on Below Deck, we did not talk about it on this show, y'all. Baby girl Lisa came for us <laughs> about an Instagram post. She did of where uh, we were doing an impression of her, and she loved it. This is funny. It's the funniest thing I've seen today. She I, did need like, a, I need to laugh. She did a laughing. She thought it was hilarious. And I turned to Jake and I said, did you ever think we live in a world where baby girl Lisa gets the joke, but Amber from Love Amber is from Blind, Love is Blind comes for us. Hated us and uh, basically called us misogynists. Yes. Because we, we said something that she was still trying to pay off her Sephora We bill. used her own joke. <laughs> we used her own joke in her own show. God. Yeah. They're get, y'all humorless. The cast of Love Is Blind though is getting it. That we were just talking. No, this cast gets it. And uh, y'all, we get a Netflix media pass, so you haven't watched yet. But uh, we were talking. Talk, I was talking about this. Did I talk about some of the first show? Yeah. already. Oh, lo- the season. Don't talk about oh, the show. Y'all, Love Is Blind. It, there's not a there's not a dud there's not a dud episode. It's so good. It's so good. Everybody watches I that wanna, show. I want more M and M's. You're. Fucking bumped <laughs> right now. Anyway, y'all, if you're not watching Love is Blind, what are they, Poodle? What was I saying? I was listening. If you're, you've got to be present for the show. I am! If you're not watching Love is Blind, you're doing it wrong, y'all. That's what I mean. You're doing it That's wrong. That's what I said. It's so good. Where's your, don't you have your iPad? No. I haven't had it the entire time for three hours now. I've been looking at the notes on my phone. I mean, today. No, it's dead. Oh, you need to get a new one. (sighs) (laughs) Fine. Let's move on. So she's basically says, do you like it when she said she she texts him and says uh, and she goes, um, she lumbers over to him and her normal. She does. She does. Um, And she goes, sit down. Let me talk to you for a minute. Please. <laughs> Please. Every time she realizes, it's like she re- she hears herself a little bit and she realizes she's an overbearing asshole. She can be overbearing, And she has yeah. to correct herself by saying, Please. <laughs> Sit down. I'm going to talk to you for a second. And Usman finally says, I'm going to like, talk at you. He's, they're talking about it. He's like, let's forget this. He said, let's call and let's have my brother. The beautiful woman. He said, let's have my mom show up with Mohammed. That's my older brother who's easier to convince. Which, this is a good idea. And he'll convince my mom. He's like, let's do that. He's like, and then I can tell them that you're compromising too. And Kimberly's like, I have to pick my battles. And she's like, and right now the biggest battle is face. She said, okay. So, um, and she said, she said to him, she's like, you know, yesterday I didn't get to show them the charming, wonderful person that it's Kimberly. (laughs) I didn't get to show them that. I didn't get shown that. <laughs> but that means, hopefully I can show them, but if that means that I have to leave Nigeria single, then it's what it is. And I thought, No, that's of, not, it's not, it is what it I is. I thought, that's a weird way to look at that. If I was in that situation, I would say, and if that means I have to leave Nigeria, and I would think if I have to let go of the person I love, it would be about losing them. Well, but I just no, want to no. kind of, she said being single. So it's about her. She's and she's halfway through bargaining and what and, people think and about retaining her. some sense of her own ego. 
Yeah. That and that's the problem. She she has these moments of clarity where you can see right through her. Yeah. Um and yeah, she is I will say I'm not loving all the but she is wonderful television and she's fascinating well, to watch. I love watching her on Hay. She is uh cripplingly self unaware. She and it's the best reality TV. Cripplingly yeah. I'm a little wow. drunk. Wow. <laughs> You're sugared and a little drunk because that vodka was Cripplingly. drunk. Wow. Can you be a professional? Can you I just am. be a professional? I am performing right now. <sighs> and hopefully I'll perform later. Oh, I just need to get this done, y'all. Jesus. <laughs> All right. In the words of Celine Dion, it's a new day, everybody. Uh, we are. They're, day. they're meeting Mom and Muhammad and... Um, y'all, she's kind of spiraling on the way there. You know what? Good. I think it's time for another installment. We didn't plan this. Apparently, you're on a sugar high. Reality gaze theater. Well, I hope this is gonna be all yours, basically. Great. So. <laughs> Do it. I have faith in you. No, you don't. That may be true as well. <laughs> but um, wow. But if you fail, you'll fail spectacularly. You didn't say that word correctly. You can't talk. Spectacularly. <laughs> Spectacularly. <laughs> no so more sugar. So they're in sugar. the car. <laughs> I'll be playing the role of Usman. You'll be playing. Ten bags of M&M's, y'all. You'll be playing the role of Kimbali. All right. Um, and they're talking about. <laughs> they're talking about. What they're okay. going to do yes. when they okay. meet Muhammad and mommy. Yes, 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 yes. 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 All right. So. And action. All right. If you okay. just listen to me. Okay, okay. If we're you just, tell me what to it's do. It's going to be fine. Here, what you do. All right. Tell me what to do. All right. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. What? Please. Hold my hand. Hold my hand. Okay, thank you. You're holding my hand wrong. No, you don't hold it right like that. <laughs> hold it again. Hold it again. Can you, be, can you say it nicer? Thank you. Please. Please. <laughs> hold my hand. Please hold my hand. Please, Thank you. Please. Thank you. Okay. 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 Let's sit down. So remember, where's your mom gonna fit? Don't talk. Where's your mom gonna fit? Where's your mom gonna fit? Don't talk until someone oh, else talks. Okay. Okay. Talk until Okay. Okay. Put it on me. Go. Put this on me. Put this on me. Okay. Please. We, we can put please, it on please. your body this put it on time. My, please. Okay. Because put it on you're my body. covering up everything. What? It's okay. What? You're, you're not covering gonna put up over everything. My hair? You're not gonna put it over my no, hair. No, I'm not going to. Put it over my hair. No, you look great. You look great. I do. Yeah. I do. You look beautiful. Oh, I look. Stop. 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 You're telling me I look pretty. You're uh, telling me I look desirable. Okay. So okay, just show so, them who so you are. It's going to be you and Mohammed's coming, right? Mohammed. Only Mohammed. Mohammed, okay. I as long gotten, as Mohammed is here, I I'm okay. I have gotten from strict very ang- authority that it's only going to be mom and Mohammed. Okay, because I'm feeling very anxious right now. Can we pray together? Okay. You know what? Okay. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Father, help yes. us as we go through this yes. today. Mm-hmm. Help. Uh, Kimbali to mm-hmm. make a good impression mm-hmm. on Mama. And then bless your mother, bless your mother, don't do it. Yeah, and bless like my mom. Please. Bless please. my mother. Okay. Um, okay. Bless me as I go through this as a superstar of Africa. Oh, yeah. Thup-ta. Thup-ta. Um, Hopefully I can be your potential first wife. Uh, <laughs> and amen. Amen. And now look, I know what we can do. Yeah. We need, we need good energy. We okay. need good energy. And you know what works? Super Blossom Body <laughs> from Kimberly. If you get your Super Blossom Body Spray, we put just three sprays, and it cleanses your energy with jasmine, cedar, vanilla. You'll go from potential to first wifey. <laughs> to first wifey. Wow, that smells like There's the first. inside like, of a Nigeria good. cat house. That smells good. 
Wow. Oh, it, it's going to be fine. Okay. Here okay, they come. So here, here we go. Come. Here they come. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, here comes Farouk. Whoa. <laughs> I did not expect this. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Her face when Farouk showed up. Um, it was, oh. This whole segment here was watching her spiral um, and watching what's, what's interesting is he can calm her down. He can. And I don't think, I think there are very few people in her life who can do that. Probably her son. Jamal. Her mother. And because I guarantee you, she I don't a, think her mom calmed her down. No. Her mom got She is. She's one of these people in a, in her in a life that is just ruled by anxiety. Well, I can't th- even imagine. That makes another rea- great reality star in that Darcy is ruled by anxiety. So yeah. is Stacy, but they manifest it yeah. in different ways. Um, so uh, they uh, – I just was in a store, and I didn't realize the number 1111 is a manifesting number. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yes. And so I was in a store in, in, like, House of 11. in Laguna Beach, and it was like – crystals and all that. and there was all this, this 11, is the 11 most, stuff and it was like that manifest that's the most Los Angeles thing California <sighs> y'all I be- a I'm, manifesting store I'm getting so woo woo I had a tarot reading and everything it was great so y'all Farouk what does walk in and she's about to shit her pants yeah um she oh someone needs to go to battle for me she's a, and so yeah uh, she's like, dear surprised God, to see you here today. Dear God, please let everything okay. Surprised to see you here today. <laughs> Mom is already side eyeing. Yeah, boy, she her stink eye, her stink eye is in effect. And she says, Kimberly says, last time didn't go good, didn't go good. Uh, and so, and she said that to them. She's like, last time we we're here, it didn't really go well. You didn't see me. I, I want. She's like, I love him. I truly love him. Yeah. And she said, and this was the smartest thing she did. She said, they were started talking about her family. And she said, Usman, show me pictures of my family because they don't know if she's fucking racist. And that, that, and, and it just took that, not, not even, I think the racist part is definitely there. If, if it's a white woman who's going to kind of almost feel like she's owning her son, like they felt last time. And that's because BGL. Gave off well, those vibes. And this lets her know the fact that she has a son who either looks or identifies as black means that she knows she has some kind of context. She has a to con- deal. To deal. With, to, like if Usman's children come over to see right. her father, she knows what it's like she, to have a black child. Yeah, she yeah. understands the context. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... In a they way... Said, they said Jamal... They said he's our type. That actually... Like... Uh, it and I don't know if it warmed. It was my kind heart, of sweet, but it was moving to see, and it was really and it was strategic as hell and smart. Oh yeah, for yeah. Kimberly to and show she them said, that. and this is when I was in the military, and the man, for, the brother Farouk, Farouk, who had they had both been in the military apparently was spent to spend in the military. Farouk, they're like, you've been in the military. So she talks about as, being in the army. As soon as they see that she was in there in the army for nine years, yeah. Yeah, she, um, in, she went to Desert Storm, I think, right? I just, I just, I'm just imagining Kimbali being in your platoon. <laughs> That's why she's so. You guys, this woman's a walking contradiction, and that she's done really great things, like almost feeling empowering things, but yet she has no self confidence in you guys, herself. Do you think Kuwait is really hot? <laughs> wow. Well, it is hot. Yeah, it is humid here. I they did not expect that. 
No, but <gasps> you guys, it, you want to go to the Green Throne tonight? <laughs> oh my God, we need to not get in that. We I thank her for her son. I yeah. know, but it's just imagining Kimberly being in a platoon. I know. <laughs> so she does see. Uh, Farouk says, "Gradually, I'm understanding you, and I saw, I see you as one of us." And I think Kimberly did the same job that Farouk did in the army. She mm. did the same job as well. And so that's where he said, like, when someone's in the, you, this is a like a, their family that you yeah. just automatically have. Now, you should know that Mama Usman is not done. Oh, no. She's like, this is great. And Kimberly's going, this is going good. This is going good. And she says, but marrying a young girl is still good. I have a friend who has a daughter. You need to visit no, her she while says, you are here. We have a girl at home who is a paternal cousin. That's it, a paternal cousin. Not only a, a younger girl, a cousin at home. And Usman's face just was went. Well oh. played, mommy. And he tells Kimberly, and Kimberly goes, <laughs> I can't do that. I and, can't do that. And then she says, this is something interesting. She's like, I think she's doing this to test me, to see if I'll let him go. Yes. Which, boy, that's a thought of desperation. And she, it is. It is. Yeah. But it's also what she needs to hang on to this. Yeah. Because then that's not about her. It's about she's testing her love for him, not right. her as an older woman or as American or whatever. And then there's this moment where he says, I think you need to see her while you're here. And she's like, so maybe we go see that. And she's like, no, I don't think that you should not see this woman while we're here. She's like, not while I'm and here. And I went, please go see this woman while we're here. Please. And I'm like, the, the deal is Kimberly's playing this all wrong. No. Keep she, your enemies closer. Terrible. terrible. You should say, yes, let's go meet she that is, woman while I'm here. She is the most ri ridiculously reactive person. I, reactive. That's a great I word for it. I could not. I can't imagine dealing with this person in real life. It would be like dealing with you on a sugar high. <laughs> Very what are reactive. You about? Very reactive. Oh, oh. Okay. I'm about to bite you. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go let you just gnaw on a piece of wood, and we're going to go to a commercial break. Ah! Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not enough purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes! 
Our Canadian fans loved the song we had written for them. And a song, Finch original song, won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. He just poured another bag of M&Ms in his mouth, y'all, because at this point... The attic's up going, and I need him to finish strong and do this show. So I'm fine! I, so I had to sugar him up again. It's like I'm working with fucking Judy Garland over here in London. And now you're fanning yourself. It's not hot in here. <laughs> it's not hot at all, Poodle. We're both talented. I think she's more. I just said we're both talented. I didn't say one was more talented than the other. You know what, though? You're pretty talented, though. I'll give you that. Oh no! I mean, like I'm gonna cry. You're pretty I'm emotionally. You don't have the voice, Judy Garland. But who does? One in a million people I would have never, that voice. I would never. I would never pretend to have the. Say but I have you that. have just as much musicality. 
I'm gonna cry. I would say Thank that. You. But uh, it's tempered by you. You're a bitch. She All right, nicer. do your segment, you bitch. All right, y'all. If you're watching the Intimate Portrait, you're seeing that I'm wearing my Love Light Leslie shirt, my Leslie Jordan shirt. Um, as you know, if you don't remember Leslie Jordan, he. Um, Where have you been? I, I feel like y'all. He's just. Uh, well, he's me when I'm 60. I mean, he's so our brand. He was just such a comedic. He didn't even feel, this is weird to say, he didn't even feel human sometimes. He felt like a different kind of person, a different type of like race, like a like an elf. Yeah, because he was very short. And I'm, when we yeah. say short, y'all. Well, he used to come into the bookstore. Did I ever tell you? Yeah, you did tell me that. He used to come in all the time because he lived down the street. And Stephen, you met Stephen, who used to work with dark, oh. pers- dark, pers- dark personality for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. But they used to go to the same um, AA meetings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was very upfront about his time in recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, was. And he would but say. But you always had a pleasant experience in this store, right? Oh, it was lovely. So lovely. But he would say, Stephen would say, he would tell stories. that Because his voice, that would say like the saddest types of like. Alcohol induced stories, but he's like, but even in his voice, they sounded so funny. <laughs> and then that guy put a butt plug up my butt and fed me alcohol. And, I, and then I decided I was never gonna drink again. And he died. Um, <laughs> anyway, but he was he was nothing but lovely. Yeah, I think you never worked with him on anything, right? No, mm-hmm. I don't, because he was kind of like a West Hollywood staple. Like he was. Knew, he I, moved out to L.A. at a very. Young I age. did. Um, he did a benefit. At Celebration that I worked in, he was which is a gay and lesbian, lovely. which is a theater designated for uh, LGBTQ yep. queer works. He could never hide being gay when he moved out here. Same, <laughs> same. And but I don't he, know. I butchered it up pretty good. And I have a lot of respect for him true. because he he got good roles, but he played a lot of just like the what it doesn't happen as much, but what a lot of. Uh, uh, queer people got is just the token gay yeah and that's the work he got and that's the, the work bitchy because he, he was very short mm-hmm. bi- very bitchy gay assistant um or which ironically he did bitchy okay but he was so not bitchy right it wasn't oh, as funny not at all as when he uh so yeah and i i was first introduced to him a lot of you saw him on will and grace which mm-hmm. karen walker and if that you, was his star making that was his star making if you haven't wa- looked oh. every single cast member has a funny sean hayes megan mullally megan mullally's post McCormick, made me cry it was a very sweet post that she did um cheyenne jackson he's on that show call me cat yeah um uh he had a, a good post and honestly I don't talk about this because, but basically, the casting director of Modern Family is on Call Me Cat. I've been called into that show now like six times to audition for different. So I always get excited. Like twice, it was a scene with Leslie in it, mm-hmm. and honestly, the only reason I wanted the role was just to actually meet him and like get to work with him. And so, because it'd be a little hard to look at Swoozy Kurtz right now because golly, she had bad work. It's bad work. Yeah, I know. It's bad work. And, but I would still love to meet her. But anyway. Um, but what reason why we're going to do a watch chat, we're going to do about this movie, Sorted Lives. I won't talk too long about it, but basically Sorted Lives was a big deal in that, uh, it's a big, di- big deal for gay people, I think in the South. Del right? Shore's work in general. Um, well, that's true. Southern Baptist Southern Baptist Sissies was the first. Yeah. That's a and, play. He, he was a playwright. Or yeah. He, a playwright. he is a playwright. And, um, it, it, it examined not just gay, He's from Texas. gay life, but. 
how how growing up gay in Texas slash the South, how it felt like a fabled existence. Yeah. And so, so much resembled a lot of our family and a lot of our family's response to life and and dealing with generational trauma. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think think taking that in, that's what I always took from that work. I saw Southern Baptist Sissies at Celebration Theater. Do you ever read that play? You you uh, need to. I wanted to go and I never went. He was no. in that too. Yeah, he was. Because mm-hmm. he was in the play and then uh, of Sorted Lives yeah. and then he was in the movie. <clears throat> but um yeah. Did you see Sorted Lives when you were in Dallas or never when did. it came out? So I went so I was a junior at North Texas and there was like I mean, you were there when I, but there weren't, oddly enough, a lot of queer people that were out when we were no. in college. Like, I was outed when I, w- I went to a summer festival, and I told one person, a gay guy, I was gay, and he ended up telling everybody in this little summer festival thing in Colorado. And so I woke up, and everybody knew I was gay. And so... Um, the moral of the story is, don't tell a string player. <laughs> exactly. He was a violist. <laughs> fucking violist. Just a bitch. Um, <laughs> bitch. And so... Um, but I, but I felt very, I had friends, but I felt very alone in college as mm. far as, as a queer person, because the only gay people I knew at the time, I didn't have a lot of confidence. The only gay people I knew at the time, either there was one guy who was like, uh, he was a, uh, a guy from like Brownsville. Yeah. You, uh, you should say this was early 2000s. Uh, yeah, so, well, yeah, well night, yeah, not this was nineteen late nineties, ninety nine, two thousand, early two thousands, right? No, at two thousand, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was two thousand because I grew two thousand, two thousand one, and um, yeah, because you, know, you think about it, Will and Grace just came out three years before, right? And I'm still in college where people back in the day, I and don't this know if was you got North this. Texas, yes, and people, even though it's a huge music school, so you think yeah. a lot of progressive, but a lot of people that were from texas and so they would say did you ever get are you a, jake are you a will or a great a will or a oh Jack? yes we would get that people putting us in these binaries say, i'm a grace <laughs> you're a you're a karen i'm a karen actually you're a karen you're yeah a karen. Karen. um so anyway i'm just that's a little bit of the context but so i didn't really fit in and i was doing opera and i really didn't love the opera department. I was having trouble with the voice teacher. I had a very homophobic voice teacher. Like when I did come out, like he, we had this thing called departmental where you had to sing in front of the entire voice faculty. And he made me sing this Roger, that Roger Quilter song, blow, blow you winter wind. And he snickered the entire time because it was like a blowjob. Like I had to sing this in front of like a thousand people and just real. And nobody at the time, because other people didn't know how to react, but no one even said like, I think one person Sissy Alyssa, who's still a good friend, mm-hmm. said, like, that's fucking shitty. I'm so sorry. But nobody else really acknowledged that. So I just kind of had to, like, grin and bear it. And then I decided to switch my major to musical theater because they did a musical theater program. And so I got in the costume department with Barbara Cox, who you know, <sighs> epic. That woman was. You know, this is a woman who wore kitty sweaters and <laughs> before it was even in. Ooh. She had so many cats. But she, um, but in that, I met this man. His name was Daryl Clement. Oh, yes. Did you know Daryl? Yes. You did? In the theater department. He was still there when oh, I was there. Oh, he was. So, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so, so now he's a band instructor, I believe. He was yep. originally from New Orleans. Yeah. But he was like the first time in my life I had a gay figure who was older, who had lived 
just a long life of being out, who started in. I did like, a show with him. Oh, what did y'all do? Uh, mattress, did you, I mattress. Believe. Did he do yeah. the costumes for that? Yes. Um, he was doing. He thought he was going into costume, but then actually he went into what's like a band instructor. No, just, he was helping Barbara. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and because he did. was really good at costuming, and that's where we became friends. And it was the first time, like. Because you and I weren't friends at North no. Texas. We met afterwards I, at camp. You, you were, you. I was you, undergrad. You were you grad were, school. And I, w- I came about three years after you were there. Um, no, you were there when I was there. No, I'm saying, I shouldn't say that. Three years after you went to school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And I think you were still doing mainly stuff. You kind, We both kind of did the same thing where we were both were doing a lot of stuff in the classical music. Yeah, I was and doing And then we realized that more. was bullshit. Yeah. And we did stuff more with the theater because it was well, fun. Well, I was, the theater department paid me. Yeah, and and they were fun. It yeah. was more fun. It was the money, though. But you got into theater after I was gone. Yes, and so and graduated. But Daryl, like, he had a partner at the time, and like he would invite me to their house for dinner, and it was just. And he was like the first gay person that ever talked to me, like about Mama's family and watching mm-hmm. that show. So just like a a shared history or some or history with someone. Yeah. Well, so anyway. He lived in. I had a couple other people who were later or earlier in my life who were similar to that, but I can understand how that I didn't have anybody. Been. And yeah. then later I had my boss Dan. But he basically he lived in Highland Village, mm-hmm. which is like by Cedar Springs, one yeah. of like the rich gay Not, areas. This of Dallas. is yeah. He was so you actually looked and say, oh, a gay person can have a life. And they can be happy and they can be successful. Yeah, and yeah. so and not like yeah, go to hell and all this shit. And so. Um, Anyway, he said, girl, there's this movie I've seen. He said, you've got to go see this movie because this is your life. And I went, really? So the first time I saw Sorted Lives was in the Highland, that little Highland theater, Mm -hmm. movie theater. And it was just a room full of gay men and lesbians, Mm. basically the entire audience. And it was packed. And I'm not going to go into the movie. That's for the watching chat. I'll talk about that. But I saw this movie and in the movie, the premise of the movie is a guy who lives in L.A. who's an actor and he moves back home because his uh, his grand move. He visits or he visits back home because his his grandma, Peggy. Yeah. Gets is killed because she was having an affair with this man, G.W. Nethercott, and she tripped over one of his his leg. He's an amputee leg. Uh. Uh, he has ampu- am- leg. Uh, he had, his legs am- amputated. He's an amputee. So he, so he amputee. Thank you. She trips over one of his legs at a seedy motel and hits her head on the mm-hmm. sink and dies. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. That's how the movie opens. It's dark humor. So he Very. moves back, and it's all about him dealing with his family mm-hmm. that don't know he's out. And my I, family didn't know well, I was out. The either. mom does. Well, she doesn't accept it. Right. She and he, she does the, the f- parts that people the family know. But um, they don't really talk about it's it. It's like there's a couple of it. Yeah, they really don't talk about it. So, and Leslie Jordan plays his gay uncle who came out. But, but this happened, y'all. I knew people, of distant people this happened to in Oklahoma and, and North Texas. He was, came out like earlier, like in the 50s, and was sent to a mental institution. Mm-hmm. And that's where he still was. And y'all think that didn't happen. It fucking yep. did. And like you talked about, generational trauma. So that's the premise of the movie. But I saw this movie, and I people were watching me watch the movie because I was having such like a no you, visceral you reaction to it. Never stopped talking about it. I laughed and laughed and laughed, and then after the movie ended, 
I just, it was the weirdest thing. I laugh. It was the only time in my life I laughed and cried at the same time mm-hmm. because suddenly I went, oh, there's an, like watching, really watching Leslie, but also that family as an person, as a queer person, but also as an actor wanting to be an actor. I went, that's the type of actor I want to be. Yeah. So it's always the biggest compliment when people say to me, you remind me of Leslie Jordan or something like Because he's always kind of like been a mentor to me, even though I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. So that's my Leslie Jordan story. Um, do you need more sugar? Are you going down? I'm fine. Okay. Anyway, if you don't know How him. How dare you? Follow him on Instagram. That's where he also became really famous yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, during the pandemic. And TikTok. And if you hunker downers. So we're very sad. How y'all away. doing? But there is something what you I, doing? I will say, what a beautiful thing for someone who we know what it's like to like be at something for years and years and years and finally had, I don't want to die right now, but I thought if something had to me, how great would it be to at least know I went out when I was on a high in my life and touching people yeah. and I finally got to what I wanted. And I think that's what he always wanted. Uh, he had that light where yeah. he was, you could tell, because there's sometimes you meet people who, I, we, we meet people in the industry, um, and either they're, it's not that they're not, do, they're, they're, they're doing it to be a storyteller, they enjoy what they're doing, but at the end of the day, they go home, they put it on the shelf, they put it on the shelf and say, no. Leslie Jordan was, that was him. That was him. What you were seeing was him. Yeah. And he wanted to make people laugh. He wanted to make people happy. Yeah. And you could just tell every time you met him. Yeah. Very open person. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So rest in power. Rest Leslie. in power, Leslie as, Jordan. As I said on Twitter, he was short in stature and just, but endlessly tall in joy, like just joy. Anyway. I'll, All right. I'll still never forget the line. Karen Walker, I knew I smelled gin and regret. <laughs> That's why you're Karen. <laughs> anyway that's, that's, that's my perfume poodles <laughs> perfumes gin and regret you sh- if you didn't hate fragrances and it would give you a headache to test them that's a good it idea it would make it would give me a headache i don't i don't like cologne unless it's rubbed off for me in a sexual encounter <laughs> someone i did sleep with a guy and oh no I- <laughs> oh no <laughs> We I just had a beautiful. I can't believe I'm telling this story. We just had a beautiful moment, and I said, "I gotta know what what's your cologne that I smell on me?" And he gave me his the name of his cologne. I said, "I actually like it. I don't like any cologne." Did you buy it? No. What I was just cementing was the fact. I don't know. I barely listened after that. <sighs> was that just your way to getting back to come over and fuck you? So Angela and Michael. <laughs> Golly, you're transparent as wax paper. <laughs> I did, I did, uh, but I did, I did say I don't, I don't mind this cologne. Well, good. I'll tell you exactly what it was. Um, All right, I'm going to talk about Angela he's Michael. Under, he's under my phone under guy I fucked last Tuesday. There you go. Um, you don't ever write down their names, you don't. y'all. This is what I'm saying. About, this is what I said before. Angela wakes up and I went. She's got fuck me hair. Her hair is oh, everywhere. Oh, I just thought this was a wig that was laying in the bed. Like a really <laughs> desiccated blonde wig. I thought someone just left a dirty blonde wig in the bed. Wow. 
That's what it looked like. Wow. Like like someone had like murdered someone and the blonde wig was all that was left. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um so she wakes up and she calls Renee and sure enough Michael's there. And I wrote Santal Lalabo. Lalabo. Yeah. It's Santal. Is that what you want to say? He's from Canada. Lalabo. Lalabo. And the, the version he uses is called Santal number thirty three. Oh. Santal I feel like I've heard of that. Lalabo. Yeah. Well, there you go. If you want if you want to fuck poodle at a live show, <laughs> that's what you need to wear. <laughs> Wow. I didn't hate it, and I hate most colonial. I I I I I bristle. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm finding a new one right now. I'm in. A, I'm in a. <sighs> My daddy journey, prefers so, me not to wear anything. Yeah, I gotta find a new cologne. I'm in a journey. Um, I don't let you wear it. Well, I wear it though all the time when I'm not around you. No, I do, but you don't like it, so I don't mind it. I just don't wear it when I'm around you. You're allergic to it. Why would I wear it around you? It makes me makes my throat close up. Yeah, that's why I don't I don't mind. His didn't bother me. Well, I don't want to wear the na- cologne na- that dicked you down. Natural nat no, that won't be an issue. Yeah. Natural cologne doesn't bother me. But it makes otherwise it makes my, my throat swell up. <laughs> Angela and Michael, there's I just want to say, y'all, things were moving. We we are we as of last week we were nine episodes into a season where we were coming to loggerheads with this couple, and I thought, okay, this is not going to maybe this is this is the the film crew is there is more of a documentary crew that they're going to show they're showing us the really ugly side of Angela's almost obsession with making Michael only hers and no yeah. one else's. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a, this is a kind of a cautionary tale for people to see how people can get super abusive like this. Mm-hmm. As soon as she slept with him, which we wake up with that. I'm like, Nope. It's the same old toxic. Will they or want they were on again, off again. They're both participants in this. They are. And I actually thought in my head, what if the genders were reversed? Yep. Would I think differently? Because obviously I think we're more, hopefully, uh, we don't want to see women taken advantage of. Um, but we do see that. Mm-hmm. We see it with Ed and Liz. Mm-hmm. And we... Boy, I, I flip forward through everything, but this season is so hard to watch. So I, I just want to say this. A lot of people come for... I'm not defending Angela. She is No, abusive. we've stopped doing that. But uh, she is abusive. But... Michael's not a victim in this at this point. Like he knows what he's agreeing to and, and not even agreeing. I, like I said before, he's becoming savvy. He wants to make well, money from this. What happens is we see him lie to her. So he'll sleep. Now, a grant again, y'all I'm not above telling a white lie as, or as, as Michael says, a lie of love so that you can sleep with someone. A lie of love. But uh, I think he, pl- I realize I'm watching this. I went, he, he's he been playing dumb, I think, all along. 100%. I think he is way smart. He just knows I need to play this kind of bumbling character. Well, I, I'm not coming for him. No, I'm no, just no. telling what I, it is. I totally agree. I, I'm just, I, I don't want to be that person who says, well, obviously all this is fake because of this. But what's happening here is 
you can see how it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, I don't actually think it's fake. No. I think this is just how their relationship is, and they both are active participants yep. in it. That's what I think. Yeah. And so uh, it's, but it is. Is it, is it appetizing? Is it gross? Yes. Yes. Is it still have moments that feel really abusive? Yes. yes. Very much so. But but the all day fucked they last night they fucked she's happy but <laughs> for for one moment for one she's moment, only fucked she's only happy when she's freshly fucked why does that sound familiar exactly <laughs> exactly but later I'm only happy when I'm fucked yeah <laughs> that's the truth thing that so later on they they uh they leave the hotel and he tells her like he's like you know basically said you know. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm not going to take it down. Cause he said, I just did that. You to lied to me uh, to get my pants. Cause he tells her, he's like, Angela, he said he wants them to have a double income. Now it actually is not her anger or sometimes physical. that scares me. What grosses me out about Angela is that she doesn't understand that he wants to make a second income. And make his own money, and she wants to control him with money. That actually, what is the most insidious yeah. thing to me? Period. It's so fucking gross. I, I and wonder, you could argue that Jenny is wanting to do the same thing to Smith. Yep. Um, I want to bring up one last thing. When Michael said, "Guess who's got lucky? Guess who got lucky last night?" And you, you, he, you know, he wants to say this guy, but he messes it up and says myself <laughs> by self. Yeah, there was, a, and he said Angela's sexy now, and she said, "Michael, you're getting a boner on camera." You can see my coochie now. Yeah, well, she literally said, "When we fuck, you can see my coochie now," and I went, "I don't ever want to see that image." And and they say, "You can't bite my boobies; they're gonna pop if you if you pop off the plastic because they're fake." Um, yeah. um but uh. He he basically says, I don't mean to take down my Instagram because I want us to have a double income. And for her, it it's never going to be enough that because it, it really is there's some there's some trauma she's reenacting mm-hmm. from her past and we can we can we can still she's she's a, she's still culpable for it. But uh she doesn't the, the trust isn't there and so she can't let him work for that reason no. it's horrible yep um but she says this was your masterpiece lying to me like this cuz you got my pants yeah i she and said, that's where he said actions speak he's, bigger than words it's a love of li- a lie of love a lie of love and so they start yelling she's again here we go again um, he sees Renee and because Re- Michael packs up his stuff, is going to leave. And Renee Renee's just says, carrying around a martini at that hotel. She's living the best life. You? I would. Uh, and she says, "Don't do this." She said, and Renee actually says, "I see wrong in him, and I see wrong in her." They um, don't communicate. And she said, uh, "They need to learn how to communicate." Communicate. Communicate. And she even says. She doesn't have control, and it's driving her crazy. Like, Renee knows what this no, is all she's about. No, she's it. So she said, let's cool down, and Michael says, I don't know, and he ends up going with her. Well, what's interesting is the last thing Michael says is, I'm putting my foot down, 
Angela will have to um, uh, be okay with my social media. We'll, be, we'll have to be okay with his compromise. So who knows? If he wants his social media for social media show, to do Instagram and make money, couldn't Angela just check it? Well, couldn't Angela just have the login? That would solve a lot of problems, wouldn't it? Well, my thing with this is... I don't think she should, but if you want that... Could the social media... Could could it... Could, could it be in a way... Could it be done in a way that's more of a professional social media? Yeah. That's less of Michael doing dances. No, that's what he wants to make money from. Yeah, that's the... I, I When Angela says he's clueless on how to make money from this, I agree. <laughs> Me too. I, you know, if you've seen Michael's Instagram... Well, now it's private and there's only like four posts. Oh, my God. Yeah, so 100% agree. <laughs> that So there's nothing that I really want to follow in his no. Instagram. And uh oh, you yawn. <laughs> y'all, it's a good thing we're about to end. Y'all, that's the show. So, um, y'all, we'll see you. I need more MMs. Get in the Facebook group and see the post about the watch and chat this Saturday. It's still light outside. At 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Also, uh, get your tickets for Kate Casey and Nikki Levy. And if you are in the Los Angeles tonight around 9 o'clock and you just hear. <laughs> Beware, <laughs> because someone is out prowling. Piano Cat Don't, is prowling. If you if you if you respect your own safety, I'd get indoors. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like that movie. I said this is a town that dreaded sundown. Now, <laughs> wow, that went dark. You're gonna come up with bite marks on your neck. All right, everybody, that's the show. Oh 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 oh, she's having a COVID fit now because your reflux is kicking up because all that. You're a fucking hot mess. We're going to go. Y'all, we call these people lonely hearts because aren't we all just lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Y'all. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yes. And. Uh, Riveting. If you need to tell someone, sit down. Please. <laughs> if you forget to say please. Please. After when you give someone an order. <laughs> then you can call us. You can call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 